Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. That game last night was a heck of a game. Uh, You really, I, I know Philly's hanging their head a little bit, but Nobody really lost. I mean, it was two great teams playing each other and, uh, and two great cities. So I'm, I'm fond of my time there, and uh, I'm fond of my time that I've had in Kansas City. Tuesday edition of PFT Live, and I am home, and there is truly no place like and home. Absolutely. No place like home. Great to be home. Even though I haven't been home all that long, it was a long travel. They had a vision this morning. By the way, shows PFT Live. Good morning. We're on Peacock, Sirius XM85, Sky Sports NFL podcast. You know the drill. Hello. Welcome back to all of you after 24 hours that felt more like 48. A long travel day, a late night, and it occurred to me yesterday, there's merit in the possibility of staying in the Super Bowl city until Tuesday. Right. Then you avoid right. the Monday mayhem at the airport. Yeah. Which, it wasn't over the top, but it's just enough. When you've been there all week, when you've just been at the Super Bowl, when you get back from the game, when you're on four hours sleep, it's just enough to make it an unpleasant experience. Then we had a very long layover in Dallas. I know these are first world problems. Gee, sitting around an airport working on your computer. What a, what I, a listen, I don't know why you always say that. It ain't that. Those suck problems. Those problems suck. I don't care what world you're in. They suck. So don't worry about it. That sucks. <laughs> I, first world, second and, world, you know, whatever. And, <laughs> I, but, but still, I mean, we were safe. We weren't being chased. We were just sitting in an airport. But it gets old. When you just want to get home and you want to see your dog... Our dog, I think, I think our dog had concluded we were dead. <laughs> our dog seemed more surprised than anything else that we were home. I think our dog thought we died and we left all of our shit to the dog. And she just was going to have this stream of family members come take care of her twice a day, three times a day, take her out, feed her, play with her. I think she liked it. I sensed a little... Oh, oh, you're not, oh, oh, well, that's, that would have been a shame if you were dead and never coming back and I don't get this house all to myself. Well, that's uh, good, that's, that's good news. That, and it was just a weird vibe. It was the first time I've ever picked it up from the dog where it was kind of a tentative, I kind of liked it the way it was. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. She got it. She got used Dog's to. Was like, like, damn, me. Mike, Mike not being around is not that bad. Actually, I'm just glad to see Jill, the the other guy. Like, damn, he's here. That stinks. That does. You know, you could just move up to New York. We could do the show here, person to person, and you'll never have to take a connecting flight ever again. You know, you could do that. Could be good for the show. Gosh, all I heard about was our great chemistry together last week. Man, the show's so great when we're together. Come on up here. It'll take care of those first first, first world problems. Come on. 
Well, it helped that we had a lot of guests and we didn't have to talk as much as we ordinarily do. I think that was the difference. There's oh. natural energy to being in Radio Row the whole week and All right, those things. I last think that's thing, what it was. Last Not thing. just the two of us trapped in that little studio tucked around the corner. And, well, you, now, now you sound like you don't that. think we're that good when we're stuck in the corner to in the, the studio. I, I, now I feel disrespected well, by I don't, you. What a jerk you are. You're basically I, saying I don't, the magic's I don't, only I don't, good when the guests are there? <laughs> I don't. I don't need you to dust off the move to Connecticut thing. I know you uh, know. Well, right I dusted now. I'm it off. Adjusting to being at home. <laughs> I just. Yeah, uh, I just. Well, all right. So here, last year when we got back from the Super Bowl, L.A., you just absolutely crapped all over it, and just well, I'm never going back. I don't want to ever be there again. I mean, Phoenix, Scottsdale, better report. We'll, we'll maybe show up there once, once more, and get in life. It was so bad in L.A. last year when I got home. Remember, I swore I was never traveling again, not just not going to L.A. again. And I still stand by I'm not going back to L.A. until I have to. Right, okay. Which may be the next time. Next NBC Super Bowl. Has a Super Bowl, who knows? <laughs> right. We only know the next two. Isn't that odd? We don't know the Super Bowl three years from now when NBC televises it. Vegas it and New Orleans? Back in L.A., the whole idea is. Are our next Vegas, two? New Orleans, and then who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And then that's it. Because my wife asked me on the way out, when are the next few Super Bowls? I said, well, next year's Las Vegas, and I think after that's New Orleans, then I don't know. How can you not know? I just don't know. I haven't thought about it, and I'm glad that I have a better answer now. They haven't decided yet. Right. So they don't know either. How can, how can they not know? Hey, NFL, how can you not know where the Super Bowl is going to be three years out? I can remember being like five years out, we knew. And it may be. Remember, they changed about seven, eight years ago from this bidding process where all the different cities would be pitted against each other to something less wasteful for the cities that didn't win. They just go to a city and say, here's what we want. Are you in or are you out? And the city says, we're in. Or we're out. And if the city's out, they go on to the next one. And I can't imagine, you know, they want to have a rotation. If they want to have a rotation, you can't ask for the world and more every single time if you truly want to have a rotation. There's a mutual benefit here. There's just this sense that the NFL shows up and says, give us everything and then some. And the city's just like, okay. And and I, at some point, you got to push back a little bit. Remember that there, there was a, an article one time, Chris, where – I think it was on Deadspin. They got their hands on the Minneapolis wish list yeah. for the Super Bowl five years ago. And it's ridiculous. It's petty. It's like asking for all this stuff just because you can. Yeah, There's a right. point where you're just being pigs. Yeah, right. No, I, I, I kind of remember that. It seemed like, you know, the Mariah Carey diva waiting room demand kind of thing, right? Like, whatever I want, just have it in there. Uh, but, yeah, it is kind of shocking that we only know two way, two years out, but – They'll figure it out. I'm sure we'll have good options, and i got to think that L.A. Super Bowl is going to be back in the mix sooner rather than later. That, that stadium is just made for that event to where that's where I think it sets itself apart from, from maybe some of these other stadiums, the way it can light up during the halftime show, during the pregame show. That Arizona stadium is great, but it certainly that was one thing I did notice. You know, it didn't have all the electronics and lights and bells and whistles that that L.A. stadium had that made it look really, really special on TV. 49ers are trying to get another one. You know, all these cities that kind of get the one that's the loose quid pro quo. Right. Thanks for building a new stadium. Public funding of a stadium. Right. 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 They, they sometimes think they can get back in. Like San Francisco wants to get back in. And that that as I rank them, now I didn't go to that game. I did. That was the day before we launched PFT Live as a morning show and I wasn't doing it at three AM on the first day. You know, we had been a noon show for years and then all of a sudden we're going to six AM. It's like, eh, I don't wanna I don't wanna go to some studio at 3 a.m. Pacific time after the Super Bowl. So that's the one that I haven't been to. I also wasn't at the one the COVID year. But uh, Tampa feels like they're owed another one because they hosted during the COVID year. And it was just weird, upside down, right. crazy. So I And I liked going to Tampa. That was the first one we ever went to. I, I've been happy in most of the ho- uh, host cities. The, the year that it was in Miami 
when it was Saints, Colts, and all of the media stuff was centered in Fort Lauderdale, that was probably the best experience I've had at a Super Bowl because we found a hotel room at a resort that was kind of off the grid just enough where you had your own space. That's the key. If you can find your own lodging off of the beaten path, away from all the kind of craziness, because what will happen is we've stayed in places where Friday, Saturday night, it's so freaking loud, whether there's a bar in the atrium at the hotel and it's going till 3 a.m. or there's music outside. You just need to have your own little corner of the world that's your oasis that you can escape to once you're done doing what we did last week. That was the key. I needed to recharge every night because we really were. I mean, I mean, again, first world problems. You're working real hard. You're sitting on your ass talking. When you have to be on all the time, I know for me especially. Yeah, it's exhausting. used to working in a cave. Once I get done talking to you for two hours, which to me is more just loose conversation, it's like sitting around talking on the phone. It's not, oh, I got to think of a question here. Right. Wait, is Chris going to go next or am I going to go yeah, next? What right. am I going to say next? Do we already cover that? Am I going to ask? Wait a minute. I'm, did we already ask that guy that question? I'm going to ask him the same question twice. Boy, I'll be stupid if I do that, even stupider than I am. You got to do that constantly. It's constant. Boom, boom. It's an assembly line. It's this guy. It's this guy. It's this guy. It's this guy. And then when you're not doing it, they're like, hey, can you come do 10 minutes on this show? Hey, can you come do 10 minutes on that show? And I, I used to try to avoid that. I went through a diva period of my own where I was like, sorry, I'm I'm working here. I'm, I don't have time to come talk. And it's like, you know what? If these people actually give a shit what I say, I may as well go say some of it. I mean, it's amazing that, you know, some radio station in Des Moines actually cares what I say about something. Sure, I'll. I'll tell you some of my stupid-ass stuff if you want to hear it. If you want to fill your airwaves with my idiocy, what the hell? Let's do it. So I've gotten to the point where I don't say no to any of them. Of course, I publicize that after I'm home. (laughs) Next year, please don't come up to me and say, you said last year you won't say no to anybody. But uh, anyway, that, that part of it's fun. But it adds to the exhaustion, and it wears on your voice, and it wears on your brain, and your eyes get sore, and you're just like, you want to get the hell out of there. And it's weird because by the end of the week and you know it's coming to a conclusion, you kind of want to stay. You get used to it. Yeah, right. Like I was sad on Friday. Yeah. I got used to it. I made the transition. It's like I could do this for another week. Let's do this. Let's keep doing this. There's an energy to it that is so different than what we're used to. Once you And, and you also know it's coming to an end so you don't feel exhausted all the time either. And a Super Bowl is coming. I mean, that, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that, that's a fun three days. Yeah, you're winding sure. down the grind, you get a, a day to do whatever you want to do, and then it's Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, there's no better day than that. No, there's not. You're right. The buildup, you can feel the – I could feel – I left Friday, but I could feel the electricity in the air building up from, like, Thursday afternoon on. You just start to see more and more people walking the streets. You can feel the energy, people wearing their Chiefs and Eagles stuff in the hotel, walking around the streets, in the restaurant. So you're right. There's a buildup there, and it's 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 a shame. It's sad. It really is. It's, it's one of those things where, man, you build up the AFC-NFC championship game, the Super Bowl. You can't wait for all of it, and then – then there's Monday night, the night after the Super Bowl, where you go, what What do I do with myself here? It just it's uh, it, it it is a big drop off as far as what your what your adrenaline and what your expectations are. Well, I'll deal with that tonight, and I know what I'll be doing tonight. I'm going down to my barn, and I'm going to drink responsibly, and I'm going to smoke responsibly. And, wow. and there was an issue. We didn't talk about this yesterday. Well, I mean, we, I, I mentioned it at the very beginning of the show that we sampled the agricultural products in Arizona. But there was an excess when it was time to come home. And how'd you handle that problem? The question was, what do you do with it? Well, I said, just give it to me. I'll stick it in my bag. I mean, you know, put it in a little tube and I'll stick it in my bag. They're not going to say anything about it. They're not going to care. Yeah. No, no, I can't have you do that. I don't want you to get in trouble. It's like, I don't care. What trouble am I going to get in? Oh, I forgot. It's legal here. Here, throw it away. I mean, yeah, exactly. That, that's right. It's not 1975 right. anymore. They're not going to throw me in a gulag because yeah. I got a, a few joints in a little plastic tube. But uh, he, he, was, he was very concerned that I was going to get in trouble. So he Wow, he, uh, what a mature anyway. son that is. Well, you see, there you go. That's, that's one thing you don't have to worry about. You don't have to worry about Alex doing anything like that. Look at him being all smart, telling Dad what to do. 
And then after the trash was taken out at the house we rented, because that's one of the things that you don't think of. When you're in a hotel and you're done, you just pack up your stuff and leave. When you rent a house for the week, you got a checklist of all this stuff you got to do before you can go to the airport. And one of them was get all the trash together and get it outside. So the last trash bag was the one that had the stuff in it, as he was calling it. What are we doing with the stuff? (laughs) So I had taken it out and put it in the garbage can. And I told him again, I don't care. He's like, well, maybe we should go get it out of the garbage. He said, no, it's too late for that. It's now garbage. It has now been surrendered to its eventual resting place in a landfill. We are not going back to get it. We are not taking the <laughs> layer out of the top of the uh, trash, a la George Costanza. That's amazing. It's gone forever. That's amazing. That's it. <laughs> okay, I take it back, so I finally Alex. won the Alex argument. Alex isn't as mature as I, I thought, finally... actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that stuff wasn't free. No, I that's know. That's the one Trust thing me. I noticed. I know. Yeah, it's not free. That's right. You want to make it count and make it last. And it's funny because I said yesterday during the show that if the entire world operated like a dispensary, there would never be any conflict, there would never be any war. And one of the two guys that was working the show yesterday, wherever it was, I don't know where the hell, somebody asked me, where'd you go yesterday? Wherever they took me. I don't know. They took me somewhere. I walked inside. They said, there's your chair. There's the camera. Good. Thank you. I don't know where it was, but one of those guys said, the only problem with that, yeah, there'd be no war, there'd be no conflict, we also wouldn't get anything done, which is probably probably a fair observation if the entire world had the vibe of a dispensary. And I don't know why they call it dispensary. Just call it a weed shop. It'd I know. They got all these code dispensary. words that they don't want to throw out there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very annoying. You're right. It's, uh, I don't know why. I don't know why they do that. And I, I will say this is we just waste it's, – it's nice to have – we haven't done this in a while where we just have time to talk about whatever we feel like talking about. It's been regimented. It's been go, go, go for the last eight days. But it is legal here where I live for medicinal purposes, and I do have a qualifying condition. Right. And I suspect, based upon my limited experience on Friday night, that it would help me with that condition. I know when I'm feeling – symptoms of my Crohn's like yeah. stress will right. cause me oh, to have yeah. pain Definitely gonna help that. on my descending colon yeah. I can feel it like a knife sticking right at the pot at the spot where it turns and if I just light up a cigar five minutes later I feel better so if that works I assume the other stuff works even I better I don't think so I've never seen anything about tobacco having having you know any type of m- miracle cure properties so I'm, I'm gonna look into that all right I'm good good I think so. it could help you that's yeah that's smart it's smart It'd be better probably than and, your tobacco. And, and I do, use, and I do, sure. and I do have, I do, I do have an immediate family member who will help me with any surplus I may have there. I know that. Who will at least volunteer? Wouldn't that be something going to taunt the hell out of them? No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's mine. It's not yours. It's that would mine. be yours awesome. is in the trash in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Uh, is that if we wasted enough of everyone's time? That's good. Happy Valentine's Day, thing. everybody. Pete's Let's talk us. about football. Tell us to move along. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
I'm trying to think if there's anything else from yesterday that would be relevant to this discussion other than the stuff I've already complained about. We flew from Phoenix to Dallas. There were no there were no plane issues, which is nice. You take for granted. When you're on like a big like I was on an A three twenty one both legs. I'm so used to flying a regional jet, which is still a jet. But when it comes down, it can kind of bang sometimes and it just feels a little more abrupt. Man, those big planes Wow. That's, I guess that's another reason to live in Connecticut. Thank I'm you. I'm bringing back the yeah, argument. Yeah, that's right. Man, I mean, that plane was big those, that those I flew. Big planes. Oh, man, you, yeah. You, just, you get in that seat, and you just zone out. I worked some. I actually broke down and paid for the Wi-Fi from Phoenix to Dallas. Wow. I didn't pay for it from Dallas the rest of the way. They had free TV. I watched, I watched the Super Bowl. They had free TV on American, yeah, and, and the they had NFL Network, right. and I watched the first half of the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I rewatched it, too, last night a little bit. You know, I didn't watch it play for play. I'm going to watch it on film today, but I certainly sat there, you know, at, at times last night when it came on 8 o'clock Eastern on the NFL Network and watched a good majority of it. And, you know, it's, it's great to watch it back sometimes when you know the result of the game, right? You can calm down a little bit, see things a little bit more clearly. You're not into the emotions of the moment and the situation. And, oh, my gosh, this is big. So uh, I, I did kind of enjoy that. Uh, I mean, I'm really looking forward to watching on film today, too. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the game, what would you think watching it back? I mean, I know we're going to talk about it and we got things to hit on here. Uh, but, man, I'm just still – I'm still, as the day went on yesterday – the more the day went on, the more I went, I really can't believe Kansas City won that football game. I really can't. The more it went on. You know, you, you look at it, the position groups that we talked about, Eagles had more advantages. You talk about the team that had to play kind of outside their comfort zone and had to change the way they play to win the game. It was totally the Chiefs. They played... Uh, Steve Spagnola and some of the run game just sell out to stop the run. That's why I can't wait to see that because I mean they 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 have some first and second down plays where you just go oh my gosh it's like what what would have happened if they passed the ball here because everybody's at the line of scrimmage running up at the run game. You know you talk about the Chiefs offensively they th- I think they knew they couldn't drop back and throw the ball every play because the Eagles are good on defense because. Mahomes' ankles banged up, so they ran the ball and were balanced. That was outside their comfort zone. I mean, there's just so many things there, right, Mike? At least in my opinion. I'm not saying I'm always right, but I certainly felt, even watching back, the Chiefs had to play a game of, whoa, we got to play our best A-plus game, and we don't even play this way. And the Eagles had a little bit of like, wait, we're just going to do what we've done all year long and just steamroll you. And the Chiefs somehow, some way pulled it out. It was amazing. It really was. Well, but but that's the key. The Chiefs did enough from a game plan standpoint. Yes, they did. To enhance the skills and abilities of the players, they did enough to match what they were facing. You talk about it all the time. It's a matchup driven league. They took advantage of what they thought they could do offensively, even if it was contrary to what they liked to right, do. Right. They took what the Eagles were going to give them. The Eagles kept trying to take what the Chiefs wouldn't give them, and sometimes that's all the difference in the world. And in hindsight, it looks so simple, but I think it's so hard for a team that's been wildly successful sticking to its script yes. to change it up. It right? reminds me of right. Super Bowl twenty five. It's a point that comes up from time to time. Yeah. Peter will make it on Fridays. It's... One of the Belichick books, I think it's the one that was written by, damn it, I have it downstairs. The, well, I can't even remember the name of it now, but it's about Bill Belichick, so yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Right. And that's where I first learned the, the story of Super Bowl twenty-five when he went in to meet with LT yeah. and all the other yeah, Carl Banks, crazy Leonard psychos Marshall, right. in a good way. Yeah. On that defense, and and he said to them, "If Thurman Thomas rushes for a hundred yards, we'll win the game." And they lost their minds. Right? We're not going to let. We're not. We're not. We're we're the New York Giants. We're not letting Thurman Thomas run for a hundred yards. And the whole idea was, you take some of the steam out of the keg on offense. You shorten the game. You force them to extend drives. We're going to. And when Peter mentions that game, it's usually from the Ron Earhart offensive coordinator perspective. Sure. Parcells told him, right. Run grind it, it out and it, slow it down. Run it, right. So you force, yeah, you force the the Bills to run, 
you embrace the run, and that's the game plan you concoct and you get your players to buy into. So from Nick Sirianni's standpoint, yeah, even if he was inclined, first of all, you have to be inclined to say, because that, that's your big decision. Yeah. Okay. We've been pretty good doing all this stuff we do. Yeah. Why are we not going to do it now? It's worked all year. Why would we stop? It's hard. It's really and is. And then if you are, yeah. if, and if you are going to stop, then you got to sell it to the locker room. Right. But look at what happened. Who who was different, and who wasn't, and who won, and who didn't? Yeah, it, it's 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 an amazing psychology chess breakdown, right? Because we've seen teams who also said, "Wait, we're just going to do what we do," and they do win the Super Bowl, right? But they also played a different animal. They played an all-time great team. It's an all-time great team. You know, there's moments you go through the year of the Chiefs. It's, it's you know, what they're going through right now. I don't mean necessarily specifically to 2022, but what they've done here in totality the last two years. And you're right, Mike. You know, that that's what sometimes stinks when you're the better team in the Super Bowl because you go into it like, wait, we, we don't have to change much. I don't want to overcomplicate things. I want my guys to not think and play fast and, hey, we're good at what we do and we execute that really well, so I don't want to mess with that a whole lot, right? And we see teams win that. But, you know, at times, yeah, you can be a little bit of a disadvantage when you are that team because, yeah, you don't want to break that mold to what you're talking about. And then there's the Chiefs watching it and going, wait, whoa, whoa, they're preparing for the game going, we we can't play the way we actually really want to play, not against this team. We're going to have to do some things and change some things. And, you know, that's where I just give them a lot of credit. You know, that's why they, they just showed, you know, championship merit, championship guts, heart, whatever, all through the playoffs, into the Super Bowl. And then you play a game where, you know, we, we talked about last week, anybody I talked to breaking down the game on Radio Row, right, those other radio stations – my number one fear. Well, what's your number one fear for the Chiefs? Well, I'm worried they'll get they're going to get steamrolled. That's what I'm worried. I'm worried that the Eagles are going to control the clock and just run the ball and just do whatever they want that way. Well, for a quarter and a half, they kind of did, and it was scary. But you know, the Chiefs then continued to sell out more and more for the run, and then had to like really risk and be a risky defensive game plan, Mike, and sell out to stop the run to the point where you go, well. They're it, it, almost to what you just said. If Thurman Thomas runs for a hundred yards, the Giants will win the game. They almost had, hey, if Jalen Hurts throws for three hundred yards, we got a chance to win the game. It was dicey, it was dangerous, but it was the chance they had to take to win the football game, and it worked out. You know, and 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 that that's that's what's amazing. It really is. It's the team that had to change the most, and really wasn't the more talented team won the football game for a bunch of other reasons, and that's really impressive. Not that that's a foolproof plan. Super no. Bowl history is littered with examples exactly. of teams just great teams keep doing what they've exactly. done. Exactly, that's what I was and saying. No one can stop and just them. steamroll them, right? Yeah. Exactly. We saw the Seahawks yeah. in 2013, right? They didn't change what they did. Right, the the 2015 Broncos, they didn't change what they did. Peyton got into real conservative run game, quick passes. They played defense. They said, "We're not changing. We're going to win the Super Bowl." Right. So you're exactly right. We've seen that, and that's why I don't fault Nick Sirianni. Nothing had told him to this point this year that you need to really change drastically what you do because you've been kicking the crap out of everybody. So I don't fault Nick Sirianni for what they did, and how can you? I mean. They lost to, again, an all-time great team by a matter of inches here in this game. And it gets back to the point you made last Monday. The Eagles didn't deal with much adversity this year. Yeah. And there's two kinds of adversity. There's the in-game adversity where you're down 10 and you got to figure out what you're going to do about it. Or you were up 10 and all of a sudden you're losing. You're like, well, this doesn't happen to us. We go up 10. Next thing you know, we're up 20. Instead of we were winning and now... The, the roof is caving right. in. Right, and they've never the dealt with that, really. Adversity, right. Yeah. The other type of adversity that the Eagles haven't dealt with is the, okay, it's time to come up with the game plan. Oh, shit, what are we going to do? They haven't had to do that. Yeah. They just do what they do. Yeah. It works. And, yeah, it doesn't work all the time. It's not foolproof, especially after Jalen Hurts got injured. But before Jalen Hurts injured, injured his shoulder, 
It was that one Monday night game against the Commanders. It was kind of a fluke. You it just was the only it game. Is, you're not right. going to win every single game. Right. Oh, well, stuff happens. Yeah. We'll fix it. Off night. We're going to watch the right. film. We're going to fix We're going to fix all the things we did wrong. We're still going to keep doing the things that we do. That's the key. The Eagles just thought they could do what they did. And, and I don't Again, it, it I, I thought worked. they might be able to if do they too. They just got to Mahomes a few times. Hey, it would have worked. That was the key. That's what we said right, all week. Right. And they get to Mahomes. Yeah. And Mike, I mean, to your point, we talked about it yesterday. They were again like millimeters, inches, fumble away, a bunch of where you go. Oh my gosh, they're about to put their foot on the throat of the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're in deep trouble. That's why, you know. Again, I I, I certainly won't fault the the coaching or anything like that. It, they played a team that was capable of thinking outside the box. You know, they got burned by a game plan in their last Super Bowl by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that caught them off guard. So they were ready for all those things, let alone they got an all-time great quarterback and coach to lead a team to believe, hey, it doesn't matter who's on the field and what moment and down whatever, we don't care. That's the other thing that's amazing about them. This passing team, sexy, whatever, you know, a time to get physical and tough. Oh, we got to stop Derrick Henry in the AFC Championship game. No problem. We got to stop the Shanahan awesome run game that ran over the Packers in the NFC Championship game. We'll stop it. Eagles, great. Peter King writing maybe the greatest offensive line we've seen in this century. Uh, we're going to stop it and outrush them. I, th- you know, that that is just that's their they're special that way. Their 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 psycho- psychology, their mental toughness, whatever. It really is amazing. The Chiefs, they really are amazing. And they were ready to bust it open, I think, in the second quarter. The false start on the third and short that I think was going to hit, or fourth and short. It was third and short. It It was was third and one. You were right. Okay. So so the false start there, because that was going to be another quarterback shove the pile five yards. Yeah, everybody shoves five yards. It's like the reverse tug of war. And then the Jalen Hurts fumble. When he was trying to switch arms, he was trying to keep it from getting stripped right. by, by Nick Bolton, who, I, you know, you get a chance to watch the game from the perspective of your TV screen. You pick up more than sitting in a press box. The ball falls and Hurts kicks it, which pops it right out yeah. and puts it in position for Bolton to scoop it up and go. Like, if that, if he doesn't kick that ball... Yeah, it's probably going to be Hurts body scrumming has a on chance it there. To recover it, right? Or, maybe. or it's not going to be a touchdown. They're right. going to have to earn the rest of the yardage. But that that was the moment where right, it goes from fourteen seven possibly on the way to twenty one seven to fourteen all, and and even then, yeah, it felt like that wasn't going to be enough. No, it to didn't. Withstand You're right. The storm, right? Because it was. 10 nothing after that. that and, and the Mahomes ankle injury just before exactly. halftime. Really, the vibe at halftime was, uh-oh, this isn't going to go well. I mean, basically, if the Chiefs don't do something with the opening drive of the second half, this thing is not going to end well for the Chiefs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I mean, I was sitting there, and of course, you know, as I've told you many times, my son, who's the big Chiefs fan and Mahomes fan, you know, I just... It, it, that was uh, this is the season right here. If they don't, if they don't go down and really, it was like almost if they don't go down and score a touchdown, this is trouble. Okay, field goal will work, but you know, man, they need to do something. And they answered the bell again. You know that that's I just I've never seen a team ever in my life when they're down by ten, they're never out of it. They're actually more comfortable. You know, and and just you take that drive, you take the drive against Jacksonville in AFC Championship, ninety-eight yards when Mahomes is out, all that. You know, they just have moments through the year where they're special, and that was one of those moments where you went, "This is going to be a special big drive and a special team and a special group of players right here, or they're going to have to come together to to overtake this monster team from Philadelphia." And they did. The stars aligned right at the right time, and they played their best football with their backs against the wall in the second half and played awesome to to upset a team that was certainly better than them. And I think a lot of teams, as we saw with the experts on Fox, who I have great respect for, you know, as one of the things I got throughout the week too, I think a lot of people thought the Eagles were really five, six-point favorites and that the spread was just closer because of Mahomes. Right, but I think as a totality, teams thought, you know, hey, Eagles are really a touchdown better. I'm surprised it's really that close, you know, as far as the spread. But 
We saw why. Because the Chiefs are special in those kind of moments. And and because of Mahomes. It's yeah. exactly what we said last yeah. week, all week long. It's, it's crazy. <clears throat> it's I crazy. Like, <laughs> I felt like we were stepping into a trap. Right? It's like, it what did. are we missing here? It did. And I had those thoughts yes. throughout the first half. And my son was my son was convinced. My son was saying it's going to be Eagles 31-17. They're just they're going to steamroll them. They're not going to be able to stop them. It, I, I wish it wasn't that way. I wish it's a close game, but I feel like it's going to be the Eagles by 14. So that wasn't an unreasonable take, and I really was thinking, are we right here that the the Chiefs are good enough I, to keep this close so Mahomes can do his thing, and obviously did. The two key drives for me, yeah, the 10-play, 75-yard touchdown drive to start the second half, right. and then that long-ass Eagles drive that ended in three. A field that goal. That was the moment Huge. where you're like, it's 27-21. And they were dominating, Uh-oh. and they're Uh-oh. only up six. Right, right. I'm with you, Mike. That, that's, you have given the Chiefs yeah. an engraved invitation to come take the game from you yes. when you do that. Right. When, when you give them a chance, it kind of reminds me, frankly, and I hate to say this, of when – the Vikings in the 1998 NFC Championship were up 20 to 7 just before the half, and they tried to get more. And Chuck Smith knocked the ball out of Randall Cunningham's hands. And like the next play, it was 20 to 14 going into half times. Like Dan Reeves said, we're only down six points. Right. We're only down six. Right. They kicked the crap out of us for a yeah. half, and we're only down six points. Let's yeah. go take it from them. And I think that's the let's go take it from a moment. When you give us the ball back and we're only down six and we just went 10 plays, 75 yards, we're taking it from you. Yeah. That, that was the key. And and obviously, Mahomes' ankle. And Mahomes refused all treatment. I haven't read the Albert Breer breakdown of the game. The one that I focused on yesterday was Peter King's from Football Morning in America. But apparently, Mahomes said he, he spent that extended halftime not taking treatment but getting his teammates in the right mindset to go out there and – do what they did. Yeah, that's, um, you know, just, again, the special leadership quality the guy has. It's like what you said yesterday. There, there's a Michael Jordan factor about the guy where, you know, the rest of the team just believes in him to such an extent, and when he talks, they listen, and, of course, then he can go out and set the example. But I'm with you, Mike. You know, I think there was you know, the fumble. The settle for the field goal before the half. They got the ball at midfield, basically, with a little over the minute left and have to settle for a field goal. The touchdown drive, you're exactly right, to start the third quarter, right? And then, yes, to hold them to a field goal on that 17-play drive. That was the moment where you went from, wait, they're hanging in there, they're hanging in there. I don't really think they can beat this team, but they're hanging in there to, oh, my gosh, they're only down six and they're going to get the ball, and this is Mahomes. Holy crap, can they win the game? Can they win the game? Oh, wait, now they're up by one and they force a three and out. Oh, my gosh, and Katarius Tony is running down the right side, and holy cow, they can win the game. It really went almost just like that as far as my emotions, and uh, it just was crazy. It was a, it was a you know free-for-all there for a little while. It was awesome to watch. It really is amazing. There was still plenty of work to do after that because, to their credit, the Eagles woke up, scored a touchdown, got the two-pointer, made it 35-35, setting up that drive drive. by the Chiefs. Let's back up a little bit. And it's funny because – and I'm not going to name the major three-letter network that I got an email from last night telling me they have this new interview with Patrick Mahomes, and there's a clip, and the quote's like, as vanilla as it can be. It's like, folks, the guy spoke Monday morning to the world. I mean, it's not like you found Marlon Brando. It would be even more impressive if they could interview Marlon Brando Whoa, now. Whoa, hey, hey, but, how'd you do that? I mean, it's like, why are you you're – send, you're sending out this big push for this interview with Patrick Mahomes. The guy just did a press conference that the entire sports world watched. So here's uh, the clip that was making the rounds the most yesterday. I didn't mention the – I didn't mention the three-letter network, but it's not NBC, or I wouldn't have said it at all. <laughs> There's only three but, left. <laughs> but here's my here's here's Mahomes, and it. Well, I'm not going to say anything more. Here's Mahomes from yesterday saying a little about his ankle and how it was feeling after his ability to fight through it and get the win on Sunday night. Yeah, I think I'll for sure be ready for OTAs and everything like that. Obviously, we we'll to continue the rehab, um, continue the treatment that we were doing. Um, and just give it some rest. I mean, I think, I think the best thing for it is going to be rest. And uh, just try to make sure that when we get to OTAs, I'm ready to go. The only thing that might take a, take a hit is my golf game. So uh, I'll have to take a few weeks off of that. 
Yeah, and look at that smile at the end. (laughs) The only problem is no golf for me for a few weeks, which is fine. Probably has plenty of other things to do, especially with the two children now. They had the shots of Disney World family, Disneyland. Yeah, and when you got when you got a baby that may not be sleeping through the night, and you've been disengaged because you've been a little busy. Right now's the time you got the. Ability to reconnect and change a few diapers and wake up at three in the morning a few damn, times and damn. do all of that stuff. So yeah. he gets to do that for a while, hobbling around on his ankle. Uh, um, but, but that's, that's where you and need to bring mom I can tell he's a good dad. <laughs> yeah, he's a great dad, it seems like. But, right. I, but I can tell because yeah. I, talk, I talk to him. And this, again, this is the thing, and I'll, I'll always praise him until he changes. But if he hasn't changed yet, I don't think he's going I don't to. Think so when either. I talk to him after they beat the Texans on December 19, I believe it was, 18 or 19, something like that. He was, uh, you know, we just had a real conversation. We're talking about, yeah, yeah, baby's, you know, baby's up, but, you know, Brittany's doing a great job of taking care of things. And, you know, you could just tell he's he was anxious to get to the point where he could contribute. And I'm sure that's what he'll be doing as he's hopping around on that ankle. But I, I just like with Jalen Hurts, you know, we're on guard for the news that he's having shoulder surgery. Right. I'm kind of like, is this ankle bad enough that he's going to have to have something something fixed in there? But it sounds like it's not, which is a good news. Yeah, just it is. Good enjoy news. your downtime, and you can you can uh, get yourself ready for OTAs and all the other stuff he's going to do. Right, all the stuff that the guy I haven't mentioned yet, who's locked in a in a closet somewhere, uh, and I don't even know where. I don't even know where they're doing. It. I don't even know where you would go to get locked away for four days in the darkness. But you know the difference. The ultimate difference between Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, and Packers fans don't want to hear this. Mahomes fully dialed in with his teammates, working out in Texas. He mentioned that it started in Dallas. They get they get together in Dallas, gets to know these new guys post Tyree Kill. Got to get, got to get it ready. Got to get it ready. Got to get it ready. The urgency there. The two teams we were most concerned about, most focused on, that lost number one receivers. Yeah. Packers and Devontae Adams, Chiefs and Tyree Kill. And remember, we were more worried about the Packers than we were about the Chiefs. And my, how that proved itself out. Right. The one thing that we didn't really focus on at the time was Patrick Mahomes is going to do everything in his power and then some to make the transition. And Aaron Rodgers was like, eh. Yeah, I'll be there when I have to. Yeah, well, we were we were questioning Rodgers, I think, at the time, going, oh, we don't think this is the right approach. You certainly were one of the ones that started that, and I think you were spot on. You know, I don't, We have nothing to question with Patrick Mahomes to this point of his career. He's kind of always been the gym rat, you know, hey, I'm going to hang with the guys type of guy. I mean, that, that's what he is. That's what I've always heard. It's, you know, like he, hey, we're, we play against Jacksonville on a Saturday in the divisional round. Hey, what are you going to do tomorrow? Well, we usually all hang out and watch the game together to see who we're going to play in the chat. I mean, that's just, that's, that's what all I've ever heard about the guy. He is one of the guys. He is a great leader. He really is. Let alone, I think he can say some things like, you know, that maybe are harsh, but they take it the the right way because okay, hey, he, we know he's our guy. We were just hanging out with him, drinking a beer on Sunday or whatever, you know. Or we were down at Texas, and I know this guy. He just wants to win. He's just yelling at me right now because he wants to win. And he's just he's got the magic touch. And then Mike, I think it goes back to again just the this guy. He he's he's a god now. I mean, he he's a sports god and. All the things we talked about, their team had to overcome to win the game. And damn me, Chris Sims, I didn't even mention that the fact that the best player on their team wasn't a hundred percent, and that's another thing they had to overcome. You know what? I don't know what would the game have looked like if he was a total hundred percent. I know he'd been a lot more dangerous. I w- I do. I think he would have been able to move around and do things that we didn't get to see him do here on Sunday. But either way. I think the growth of the player and the work ethic and all the things you're talking about and the adjustment he made from last year to this year was I'm going to be better in the pocket. I'm going to move in the pocket, staying throwing positions. Like you said in the pregame show, trust my offense and the players around me more. And the fact that he did that all year long, it paid off in the last three games of the year when he couldn't move the way he wanted to. He went, okay, wait, I've been doing this all year. I can do this. And... That's where I just can't say enough about the guy right now. I'm just uh, I'm in amazement of Patrick Mahomes. Well, I remember sitting in this same chair six years ago, which may mean it's time for a new chair. 
saying that after the Super Bowl 51 performance, when Tom Brady got to number five, erased the 28 to three deficit, that it had reached the point where if you hadn't seen this guy play in person, you must go see him play in yeah, person. Right. It's that Michael Jordan vibe. You have to go to him if he's anywhere within driving distance or reasonable travel time from where you live, you must go see him play. Patrick Mahomes is now in that. And I know that we all expect he's going to be around for another 10 years. But even then, it's like Michael Jordan in his heyday. Oh, when are the Chiefs coming to town? We got to go see the Chiefs. We got to go see Patrick Mahomes. We got to see him play. We got to go to a game in Kansas City. I mean, what a treat those folks in Germany are going to have that the NFL is exporting the Chiefs there for 2023. Right. I mean, if they were excited for Tom Brady last year, you're giving them the biggest star in the sport. Arguably... Am I wrong to say, because I don't pay a whole lot of attention to the other sports because yeah. I'm all football all the time. Right. Is there a bigger star in any sport right now than no. Patrick Mahomes in the NFL? No, no. I, I, I mean, LeBron, but I think the fact that he's out of his prime, I don't think he compares with the relevancy of Patrick Mahomes right now. There's the younger kids that are eight and nine years old that they don't care that much about LeBron. They know who he is, but they know Patrick Mahomes. He's front and center. Uh, I would say him. You know, Aaron Judge, of course, this year probably climbed in that conversation at least, but I think Mahomes is the poster child for the most famous sport in our country right now. It's not even close. A couple of the other items that came up yesterday when Mahomes talked to the media, and I missed this one yesterday because I was traveling most of the day, and I wish I had seen it because we would have written about it and we probably will today. We saw the two touchdowns, the one that put the Chiefs ahead yeah. and the one that gave them the eight-point lead with mirror image of that motion, pivot, go the other way, wide-ass open. Right. The first one was Kadarius Tony. The play was called Corn Dog. They had used it week one. Pete Demolitis found that play against the Cardinals on a third and two where it was Nicole Hardman at the time, right. and it worked. You pivot and you're wide open. Tony, wide open touchdown. Sky Moore. Other side of the field, next drive, wide open touchdown. Here's Mahomes talking about the fact that that wasn't exactly how they drew that one up. Here it is. We actually messed up the formation a little bit, but we were able to still utilize the play, just to how the play worked. And I think y'all saw me like look to the right first, then look back to the left because uh, Sky was probably supposed to be on the other side. But he was able to do the motion and, and get in the end zone. And so uh, at the end of the day, uh, touchdown, his first touchdown is going to be in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, that's going to be a memory he can have. So they screwed up the formation a little bit, but you know what? They just figured out how to make it work. You know, hey, we got to make chicken salad here. And and it's four. I don't want to call it timeout. I only got two left. So off we go. And I don't know. Did he realize at the last second? I think. I better get to the other side. Oh, crap. He snapped the ball. I'm just going to go back. You know? Like, what do I do here? It worked last time. Yeah. You know, and I'm guessing within this and what they're talking about, and if we can maybe show it from the top here. Yeah, perfect here. I'm guessing it was supposed to be Kadarius Tony again. That's what I'm – because Kadarius Tony's the guy down here at the bottom of the screen. So, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's one of those things where Mahomes is talking about. It's supposed to be Kadarius Tony. They saw Sky Moore. They're too late in the play clock. All right, you just got to go with it. And that's, again, where I think goes into the culture of their team a little bit and their coaching and everything where – you know, they, they all understand the plays. So there's not just about like, oh, no, wait, I'm always lined up right here. Then if, oh, wait, I'm not here. I don't know what to do. You know, I think that goes into the, the, the great, you know, coaching detail, the way they can make the offense easy for everybody to explain that, hey, yeah, even though you're a rookie and you're not lined up in the right place, look, you know what you're supposed to do. And thank God it all worked out. Two points. Yeah. Number one. If that touchdown had gone to Kadarius Toney, I think he's the MVP of the game. Maybe. Two touchdowns and a 65-yard punt return. Yeah. Because Mahomes didn't even have 200 passing yards. You know, there's been this weird, and this is my other point, there's been this weird pushback on the Mahomes praise. And I don't know if it's disgruntled Eagles fans. I'm sure that's some of it. Yeah. Tom Brady fans who can't process the fact that he's gone and never coming back unless he does come back. How dare you? How dare you suggest that Patrick Mahomes is better than Tom Brady ever was at his best? We well, you know what? Right now, folks, 
Patrick Mahomes is better. I said this yesterday. Tweeted it last night. Yeah, no, I'm we sure put it on Instagram. Like it, I don't we care. Had, we had I believe it. On it. There. We saw I'll it. Take, yeah. I'll take Patrick Mahomes over any quarterback that's ever played the sport of football at his very best. I'll take Patrick Mahomes right now over any human being that ever played quarterback in the NFL at any point in the last 103 years at his best. I don't care who it is. Whatever name, I don't care. I'll take Mahomes. I, Brady, I I'll take Mahomes. I Manning, think Mahomes. Yeah. Elway, Mahomes. Line them all up, and I'll take Mahomes right now. And and people, I think people get mad about that. I, it's like, oh, oh, because they say, oh, he had, he had two. I don't know who I'm imitating here, but this is what in my mind, the idiocy that spawns this comment. He had two wide-open touchdowns. Anybody could do that. My son could have done that. Well, if you listen to the comments... If you understand the play, the corn dog play that Peter broke down in a conversation with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes had to decide: Are we going to run it? Or are we going to pass it? He had to make a decision there. That's on him. Well, it it's does, like the old days when the quarterback calls the play at the it, line of scrimmage. He gets to choose run or pass. He had to make in a split second. He had to see that Darius Slay was coming across and it was screwing up. And it was going to work. Instead of running the ball, he had to make that decision. And then on the other one, the, the formation screwed up. He made chicken salad out of chicken. You know yeah, what? Well, I know. Come on. So don't listen to those people. It was wide open. I know. It was wide open because of his brain. It wasn't wide open because of his well, arm. Okay. So we got his brain. Yeah. Great. It, you know, he got he got some help from his coaches. So what? Nobody threw more wide open touchdowns than Tom Brady. So I know. I hope their fans aren't, you know, the ones there. I understand the statistics aren't great. You know, the, the point is this, like, it's not like, oh, wow, it's eye popping. The point is this, everything the Kansas City Chiefs do is centered around Patrick Mahomes. It's, it's different. It's an offense that's different. The Eagles game plan was about one thing, stop Patrick Mahomes, you know, and then he didn't have the benefit of having the best offensive line in football, just run at, and control people all the time, all year long, right? I mean, this was one of their better running games of the year. 15 rushes, 76 yards by Isaiah Pacheco. That's, that's, when, they, when the Chiefs do that, we go, whoa, they ran the ball. They had a 60-yard rusher, right? I mean, everything is on him. The way they play, it's all about him. That, that's where I, you know, again, it's, it, it's different that way. And Brady in his first three Super Bowls, it wasn't that way. It wasn't all about him. It was, you know, balanced offense, run the ball, unbelievable defensive game plans, all of that. So that's where this is different and special is they put it on one guy's shoulders from the get-go. And, I, Mike, I don't, you're not crazy by what you're saying there. In their prime, at their best, you'll take Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I'm, I'm probably edging towards that as well. I think I'm right there with you. I, I, I've never seen anything like this guy. Right, and then that's where he is. He's phenomenal, and he's done it in a lot of years, and and goes to the championship game and the Super Bowl, and they're never the number one scoring defense. They're never a top ten defense. They're never that, you know. And I could we can go through the other great quarterbacks that won multiple Super Bowls. Their defenses are way up in the rankings, at least in one of those two categories. So you know that's that's where people are off base. It's been all framed around him from the get go, and that's different than most of the great quarterbacks of all time. One thing that Mahomes definitely has in common with Tom Brady, if you say anything bad, he'll know about it. Oh, he'll be he motivated knows. by it. Yeah, and maybe he'll make some stuff up if he has to. That's Jordan esque. Jordan used to make stuff up, and he knew he was making stuff up, and it still motivated him. Here's. Patrick Mahomes from yesterday talking about keeping receipts when he hears people say things about him that he doesn't like. Last night you mentioned that you were aware of some of the critics during the offseason uh, about the Chiefs team. How often do you keep receipts you know, of that kind of stuff, like, like a Michael Jordan, and how much of that stuff pushes you? Yeah, it's hard not to hear that stuff, uh, especially in, in today's age and social media and everything like that. And so you hear... Um, how, how not good we're going to be, um, and all you can do is prove it on the football field. I'm not a guy that's going to re respond and say stuff back to people or anything like that on social media. I'm just going to go out there and prove it on the football field, and uh, once you do that, there's nothing they can really say. Hey, Patrick, just so you're clear, and I know you're up early watching this out in California or wherever you spent the night, so welcome to the program. I picked you to win the Super Bowl, so, yep, so did I. I didn't give you So did I. You got two guys here that picked him to, to win the Super Bowl. That, that's right. 
And yeah, you know, he kno- he knows. He he knows. He's he's aware. He he definitely does. You know what? You know who I you know who I you know who I you know who I think motivated him far more and he'll never admit this. He'll never admit this because he's still got years left that will overlap with this player's career. Far more than anything anyone on the outside said, I think that this was a giant middle finger to Tyreek Hill. You didn't want to be part of this? Fine. You want off this train? Fine. Right. We'll go be better without you. Yeah. You think you're the best receiver in the NFL? Fine. Go be the best receiver in Miami. Go, go. Have fun. Try to make the playoffs. Maybe, maybe you'll make the playoffs and you'll lose in the first round. Oh, you didn't even do that? Sorry. Sorry to get to experience the postseason in Miami. We'll just go win the Super Bowl without you. We'll be even better. We'll be a more complete team without you. So they, I think Tyree Kill did Patrick Mahomes a favor. Tyree Kill may have lit a fire that will last for years for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Years, yeah, and now, and who knows? Maybe, maybe Hill's going to be more motivated now, but he's not the quarterback. Mahomes is the guy's got control and the ability to influence every play of every game. Tyree Kill can only do so much, but I think that Tyree Kill thing—they they took the high road. They never said anything publicly, but I I would bet Patrick Mahomes was seething about Tyree Kill, and he couldn't say anything, and he wouldn't say anything. But I suspect there have been some. Paint peeling off the walls, discussions in the locker rooms, in the meeting rooms, on the practice field about how they are going to shove it up Tyreek's butt sideways. Yeah, I, I, I don't doubt that. I mean, I, it's, that's who he is. I mean, you know, when you talk to people in, in Can- uh, Kansas City, I mean, they talk about, you know, his, he'll, he wants to rip your throat out to win a game, to do whatever. You know, so he has that in him. Yeah, he's got that, you know, cute little smile and giggle and talks like Kermit the Frog. But damn, when it comes time to play ball, he's ready to kick your ass. And that's where he is special. And yeah, I think they had a a chip on their shoulder because of the conversation. I mean, they had players in football, NFL players going, this is going to expose some people. I saw like Keenan Allen had a tweet at that time. I mean, I don't think he was talking about Tyree Kill. I think he was talking about... Patrick Mahomes, maybe he was talking about Tyreek Hill. I don't know. But there was a ton of people in the sport, covering the sport, whatever, that were like, I'm not sure. And I know you and me were one like, wait, are we watching the same game? Are we, do we, Mahomes, when Tyreek Hill wasn't in there, threw for 350 every game. And have we been watching Mahomes just throw the ball to everybody and do whatever he wants from the get-go? Like, really? And that's what makes this year even more impressive, too. Arguably one of the greatest years in the history of football by the quarterback position with all the things that we listed in his accomplishments last yesterday. And then you do it without a marquee number one receiver? Like, no, like nobody. Nobody on their offense is a – we know we got, uh, uh, you know, the, the tight end, Kelsey, special, awesome. But still, in this day and age, to do it without a bona fide number one receiver, a bunch of number twos and number threes, that's amazing. And then you add that on to, well, this was really a transition rebuild year with a bunch of young guys from the draft and everything, and you won the Super Bowl? <laughs> get, the, get the hell out of here. This guy's amazing. I, I, he doesn't have to answer one more question for me. If he loses every game from the rest of his career, he's still the man in my book. And it wasn't just Tyree Kill wanting out, wanting out because he wasn't getting the ball as much as he thought he should, even though he had career-high targets and receptions in 2021. I mean, you can't make this crap up. It's just amazing to me. And they are better off without a guy like that in the locker room. A guy like that in the locker room becomes a cancer, becomes an Antonio Brown-type figure if you let him linger long enough. And he continues to be upset about things he just shouldn't be upset about. He's just factually wrong about the basis for why he's pissed off. But then he goes on to this podcast of his, and he says, I'm going to go with 15 as the strongest arm, but as far as accuracy-wise, I'm going with Tua all day. You know Mahomes is hearing that stuff, too. I just think that that's the untold story of the greatness of the 2022 Kansas City Chiefs. I think that the red-hot poker came largely from Hill wanting out and all the stuff he said after he was gone. They're never going to point to it. Because they don't want to give him motivation. They're going to keep their mouths shut. That's the key. Keep your mouth shut. Don't say all that stuff. We're human beings. We react to it. We get driven by it. 
We get obsessed by it. I think far more than anything anyone in the media could have said about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Everything Tyreek Hill did and everything he said provided all the motivation they needed to take it all the way to the Super Bowl, Chris, and win it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's pivot to agreed. Let's, let's pivot to Andy Reid's future. Cool. It bubbled up on Sunday out of nowhere, and we were kind of planting the flag last week. Hey, one of these years, they keep winning the Super Bowls, keep having great years. One of these years, I mean, he's going to be 70. What At what point do you just say, I'm not doing it anymore? I'm going to hand the baton to someone else. Jay Glazer framed it in a way that made it look like maybe there's a decision to be made. Well, if there was a decision to be made, it didn't take long to make it. Here's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes talking about the future of a guy who has been coaching in the NFL for 24 straight seasons. Here they are. You uh, answered the question last night about next season, but what about longer term? What, what, what's your, not holding you to it, but uh, what's your longer term plan? Yeah, you know what, Adam? I, I, I know I got asked that a lot, and I wasn't really expecting to, but I, um, I haven't put much thought into all that. You know, I've, I'm enjoying what I'm doing, and I've got this guy over here that, is a pretty good player, so I mean, I'm, we're, we're doing okay. I'll, I'll say it before you're in, I'll always say, as long as Andy Reid's coaching us, we're always going to have a chance. So uh, I'll keep the big guy around a couple more years at least, and uh, we'll try to be back in this game as many times as possible. Yeah, I mean, as long as those two hold together, but that's the other pushback that the, I don't want to say they're Mahomes haters. I, I just think that they don't like the fact that some of us are over the top. Although I don't think we're being over the top. I think we're being accurate in our praise of Mahomes. They support other quarterbacks. You know, I'm a Brady guy. I'm a Rodgers guy. I'm a this guy. I'm a that. Fine. That's fine. But one of the items I'll hear is, oh, 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 it's because of Andy Reid. Oh, it's because of Andy Reid. Well, you know what? If Andy Reid hadn't drafted him, he'd be wearing a gold helmet with a fleur-de-lis on the side right now, and he'd probably have two or three Super Bowls with Sean Payton. I mean, so take your take your pick. This guy was destined to land with a great coach because you know what? It was two of the great coaches. Yeah, that saw that greatness knew in him. Right. He was going to be great, right? And they kept their mouths shut. Nobody knew going into the 2017 draft that this guy was going to be a can't miss all time great because two of the guys who were convinced of it didn't open their mouths about it. Chris, yeah, no, I, I know. He's it's it was one of those that you know was certainly pop to me when I watched it. And that's why Mahomes, you know, Mahomes, he was part of my launching of my own career. He's one of my first, you know, evaluations where, yeah, it was a little, I guess, outside of what people thought, but I was like, I don't know. He's, this is the number one pick in the draft. I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but uh, I think there was things about him that were just like, whoa, I've never seen a quarterback do this. I don't care that it, they're not going to win the game because the rest of his team's not good. But some of the throws and plays and everything like that, to me, were like, I've never seen a college kid do this. But part of the NFL looked at it as like, oh, this is just trick shot, you know, seven on seven, big 12 bull crap here. And I don't know if it's really real. And I want, you know, and I think, you know, Sean Payton and Andy Reid are probably like, well, a 40-yard laser sidearm is pretty real. I think we can work that into our offense somewhere, somehow. You know, it's just, he has it all. And uh, yeah, they saw that greatness. And, and to those people out there that don't, you know, I mean, Andy Reid, great coach, but couldn't win a Super Bowl until he got in Patrick Mahomes needed that. And I understand all great coaches need that quarterback and all that, but he had some good quarterbacks. It wasn't like Donovan McNabb was, you know, chop liver or anything like that. So, you know, there's got to be something to Mahomes there. The organization hadn't won a Super Bowl and ever. And then the biggest thing, again, is where I think this is where the haters are really swiping everything under the rug. We talked about it last week, Mike. I mean, it's just, you know, from day one it was like, hey, throw 50 touchdowns and 400 yards, and that's the way we're going to play. We're going to ride you, and we're not going to work you in or break you in or anything. Carry the team. And he's done it. And everything, again, the Eagles' game plan was stop Patrick Mahomes, right? Okay? The the Chiefs game plan was stop the Eagles run game. All right? There's difference there and how that game was approached. And, and of course, you know, it lends itself to a defense that's different too. Um, these guys are going to be here for a while. Andy Reid ain't going anywhere, Mike. I think we, you and I both agree for now. 
First of all, you mentioned chopped liver. What what did chopped liver ever do to get lumped into this whole pejorative idea? You know, it's just funny. It's just the same. Uh, like, I'm sure chopped liver sitting around somewhere saying, "What did we do?" And here's the other you don't thing taste too. that and good, chopped liver. To me. And then we we have to we have to take we have to take a break. We have actually done Whoa, an opening segment for the right. first time ever that lasted longer than an hour. So we got to do six segments in the but second hour. But finish your thing. What we were you going to say? But well, here's my thought. Patrick Mahomes wasn't very good in college. How in the hell did Cliff Kingsbury ever get hired to be an NFL head coach? I mean, we had one year of Patrick Mahomes' greatness, and then Kingsbury becomes an NFL head coach after he's fired by Texas Tech. And I didn't mean this to be defecate on Cliff Kingsbury Day, but at the same time, the evidence was kind of hiding in plain sight that maybe the reason Mahomes wasn't great in college was the coaching. So, oh, so let's make him the head coach of the Cardinals, and let's expect that to work. And they, they had, they had two seasons where they started strong, and then before it all fell apart, and they did go to the playoffs before they got embarrassed by the Rams. But I'm surprised that narrative didn't kick up a little more. I usually pride myself in connecting dots that are that obviously hiding in plain sight, Chris. That somebody had to be the reason for Mahomes to not be Mahomes before he got to the NFL. Yeah, well... Because talk about having the ultimate lump of clay that you didn't work with. Remember, there was all this footwork's bad. Well, of course, his footwork's still bad. But there were all these criticisms that you could have gotten a little more out of him, I think, at Texas Tech. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, no. I mean, I I know what you're saying. They're, they're, you know, freewheeling, shotgun, throw the ball. That's where Cliff Kingsbury, that's what he grew up in. That's all he knew. You know, and then of course he was. Hey, at a school that it, it's it's hard to sit there and go. Oh, they're going to get Big Twelve pe- defense, right? You know, they're playing Big Twelve, Big defenses, 12 defense, and it's hard to get you know big time powerhouse running backs and offensive linemen at Texas Tech. It's a good program, but as we all know, it's not like one of the top notch programs. And so they kind of had to play, you know, that style of football to be competitive. And yeah, there was going to be some teams that just had more talent than they couldn't overcome, but. You know, I I understand your thought there, but even still, even at college, you know, as we've seen, right? It it, it it's still you still gotta have a team. You gotta have a team around you. I don't care who you are. Elway went four and seven his last year in college, if I remember correctly. So even the greats, you know, need a little help. We know that. And uh, it also helps for the greats to be as great as Patrick Mahomes. Let's take a break. We have now made it 64 minutes. We will go overdrive for the remainder of the show, but still give you plenty of useful information, including a breakdown of the fact that today is the day. Don't screw it up, Raiders. Don't wait till tomorrow to cut him. Today's the day that the Raiders and Derek Carr will officially divorce on Valentine's Day. It's kind of sad. We'll talk about it when PFT Live continues. Cupid's arrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.